Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Network podcast. My name is Jason Freshly, and I'm excited to have Brian Lawrence on the call with us today. Brian Lawrence got his start in catering, similar to how I got my start, and then moved on to invitations and favors. And from that, he just exploded in the wedding industry. And now he's a wonderful expert to help with all of your marketing needs, with your web needs, with your tech needs. So I'm going to turn it over to Cherie and we'll get started. Hi, everyone. It's Cherie, President of Wedding Network USA. Happy to be here again today uh, to share another exciting podcast with you. And I find this one very exciting because uh, my friend Brian Lawrence is with us today. And we go back a few years. We um, have connected up at Wedding MBA over the years, had some great meals, a lot of industry conversation that has been timely and informative all the way around in the circle of people that have been at the tables. And so for that, I'm really appreciative. And then Brian and I both were in the speaker circuit for a couple years, uh, speaking around the country about our different levels of expertise in the industry. And it's always fun to have someone on board who is not um, not necessarily just working in the wedding industry, but someone who is um, an overviewer and can really see where we are. Not that Brian hasn't participated in the industry because he certainly has, but he's kind of moved beyond that and he has so much wisdom and so much information to share that uh, I'm excited to get into that. So with that, welcome aboard my dear friend Brian and let's tell have you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your start. Sure, Sheree. Thank you. So as Jason had said, I did start in catering, really working for venues, and I was a waiter and a bartender working with weddings. But I ended up starting in the industry, opening up a store selling invitations and favors, and that's back in the early 80s, and quickly realized if I wanted to be wedding-focused, invitations and favors were just simply not enough. So I started to think find ways to monetize the customer in different ways and ended up having a one-stop shopping concept where I provided photography, video, flowers, limousine rental, tuxedo rental, in addition to invitations and favors. And that concept took a while to flourish, but eventually had a good formula and ended up expanding into multiple locations and also had an added element back in the day when you were able to get a wedding couple on the phone, we, I, I had telemarketers do bridal shows and derive leads from other sources. And we'd actually have outside reps go to the house as well as have people come to the store. So it was a glorious period of time in the 80s and 90s when I enjoyed that success. Uh, things did change in the industry at that time as well as how it's revolutionized going forward with, with the internet and social media. But I came to a point where I realized that I wanted more out of the industry. I enjoyed working with the wedding couple, but it was very compelling as far as the amount of time that it took. I had a store in a mall opposite David's Bridal and had a young family and realized I wanted to do something different. And I wanted to stay in the industry and I didn't really have enough going for me to really be a consultant because I only had the vantage point at that time of my own business. But then I realized why not look for a larger company to go to work for and I approached a wholesale leading invitation brand that happened to be in my area and I was fortunate enough for them to listen to me and they created a position for me that lasted over 14 years I was the VP of sales and marketing for a leading wholesale invitation brand 
And there, I really learned about the industry on a much larger scale because as a wholesaler, I had access to thousands of different types of businesses that were selling the invitations, not just invitation retailers, venues, photographers, florists, bridal consultants, DJs. A lot of people looked at invitations as a really good add-on along with bridal shops. So I got to really learn about all their businesses and also became interested in being a thought leader, wrote a book called The Wedding Expert's Guide to Sales and Marketing, did a lot of seminars, and ended up at a point later in, in the last eight years where I've really worked as a consultant, helping wedding businesses, doing web design, helping them with their marketing and social media, and also still taking a role as an educator. And that means, boy, have you been busy. I think that, you know, you were one of the first people, Brian, that I ever talked to um, in the wedding industry who understood the whole concept of getting going and getting your own website. And, um, and you had such great information and ideas of how that site should be up. And between you and Alan Berg, I learned so much about that side of how a business needed to be run. It was so insightful of everything you had to share with us. And, and I really appreciated that in all the times I got to hear you speak because um, it's the backside of the business. It's not the fluffy side. And I've always thought it was so important that people understood how to be in business, not just how to to do their uh, their lovely thing that they love to do, the, the thing that was their passion, flowers or dresses or whatever. Because if you can't run a business, it's hard to be successful. Agreed, and as you, as you said, uh, a lot, you know, many uh, wedding, wedding vendors, wedding planners are, are passionate about what they do. They're you know, immersed in the desire to really create a great experience and deliver great products and services for, the, for their clients. But they're, because the wedding industry is situated where every year is a rebirth, you can't rest on the laurels of previous success it's a revolving door of new customers and you have to constantly be marketing and thinking about what am I going to do next to grow my business? Of course, you're looking forward to getting referrals, but you can't rest on the laurels of those previous customers. You always have to look for new customers and leverage the great experiences that you've created for your existing customers to try to get referrals, to try to get testimonials and reviews and then purpose, repurpose them to get more customers. And going off of that, it sounds like one of the things we could talk about a little bit is consumer behavior and maybe some of the ways that we can identify what those behaviors are or how to leverage them to continue to grow our business. Well, one of, one of, one of the things that is, that is really important is how could you perpetuate the relationship with with your with your customer where they really become a willing ambassador to want to recommend you and again the primary objective is to create a great experience great customer service experience and also to deliver the goods when it, you know it comes whether your products and services are before the wedding or the or the day of the wedding and beyond but one of one of the underlying ways to really expand upon that is to really show that you care and as we know often there's a lot of stress and challenges that wedding couples have 
and sometimes depending on the role that you have with them, they share a lot with you. And if you really take that seriously and you really listen, whether there, you can provide some sort of solution and that goes beyond the, you know, the, the services and products that you provide because you have all of these experiences with other couples and their experiences that you might be able to share some of your experiences that might help them. And just having the opportunity to make a difference in a way that is beyond the typical really creates much more of a stamp of enduring desire to, to help you with your business and recommend you. And also, all weddings don't always go off perfectly. Sometimes how you respond to a problem, if you respond heroically and show them how much you care about their well-being and that if there is a problem that you take responsibility for it and you own it. And it's not a matter, sometimes it's not a matter of refunding exactly the amount of money, but if you show them that you took everything seriously and that you want to make things right, sometimes that could make even more of a difference than if nothing went wrong at all. I remember when I had owned wedding centers, there was a situation where a DJ didn't show up for a wedding. And I mean, I was horrified. Uh, we did have a backup. Guy came three hours later, but but it was already into the, it was already into the reception. So I found out about it. I didn't want to I didn't want to wait for them to call me. So I called them that night, saying, "Look, I know you're going on your honeymoon, but just let you know that you're going to get your money back. We're going to do everything we can to make this right." Well, the next day, an attorney called me, and he spoke to me. And he said, "Well, what are we going to do here?" I said, "Look, I know we're, we we were wrong. I mean, I'm not even going to make any excuses." We're going to take full responsibility. We're willing to pay treble damages, and let's just let's let's just make your your clients happy as as best as I possibly can. I can never undo what was done. So anyway, that's what we did. I immediately owned the situation, paid it off, paid paid them the money. About a month later, I get a call from the attorney, and he said, and I and I, and I said, well. What's what's going on? I, you know, I I paid the money. Is there anything wrong? He goes, I'm getting married. And he said, and I, and I said, well, congratulations. He says, look, you know, I I know in a business anything can happen, but by the way that you solved this problem and you handled this customer, I really believe that you could be a really good potential vendor for my business for my for my wedding coming up. So he ended up coming in. He didn't end up doing business with me. But just the fact that that went to that after having a no-show at a wedding to actually almost have like a referral from that customer is amazing. And that's a type of heroic experience that if you care that much about your customers where you're looking at everything from the same side of the table, it could be a real enhancer in getting the most out of the experience with your customers. I so agree with you, Brian. And the, the generosity of trebling their um, uh, amount that they paid, I mean, there just isn't anything we can do to fix that situation when it happens. But if we can leave them without the sour taste in their mouth, it's certainly a lot better. 
And I know that as we all work together in the industry, you know, sometimes you can cover for somebody. And I think that was always a piece of the industry that was so intriguing to me um, the day of at the wedding. I've had many other vendors help me when things went wrong or, you know, I've helped where things went wrong or moved chairs or whatever it takes because ultimately this is a one-time customer experience and we want it to be just as perfect as we can and and you've been a great contributor toward that so as you're looking uh, further now into your career what kinds of things are you looking at more today is it more in the educational mode to wedding vendors or what do you see yourself doing besides being the thought leader what do you see yourself doing you know in the next five to ten years well one of well one of one of the things that I I'm interested in in doing is is really aligning with you know some major platform where I could really help them because I have a vast understanding of both the wedding consumer and different wedding vendors to really help them because a lot of with larger platforms some of the people that may be at the helm of those platforms may not really understand the industry from the inside and from the inside, there's a, there's a great opportunity to identify ways that they can differentiate themselves. I mean, if you go to all of these different platforms, and I mean, most of them are, are like Wedding Wire, they're not my wedding. They're all fueled by wedding vendor dollars. I mean, the, the, the wedding couples get to enjoy the experiences of these platforms typically for free. And there's a, there's a constant competition on what they can do to keep that wedding couple. So I, I would really enjoy being, you know, being involved in coming up with with new tools and strategies to to help that to help that cause, uh, and also think about ways to really help wedding vendors stay in business beyond. Typically, those platforms are a source of wedding business for the for, for each individual vendor, but they're they're not the only source and the more that a wedding platform could help them with tools for their social media, for other types of marketing to really keep them in business and, and flourishing with, with the right type of education content that really gives them ideas that they can not just telling them what to do, but how to do it. That's a type of vision that I have in the future, but that, that I have, I have not yet to find that platform, but, I'm I'm open for that, and enjoy working with wholesale brands, because you know because they also sometimes have a disconnect with what it's really like to be a wedding vendor, and uh, they they if they want to get if they want to be treated well by their by their customers, the wedding vendor, they have to understand them. So I, I want to help them understand how they tick. And, but just in general, I still love the idea of working with local vendors on, you know, helping them with their website. I mean, spending, you know, Sheree, I remember we had done that, uh, spent some time talking about your website some time ago. Uh, just, just, to, just to help, sometimes you're too close to the situation. You're, you just see the business from your vantage point. But, if you, but the whole idea is to create an online salesperson that's working for you 24-7 that's a front lobby for your business to create the best outcome, which in most cases is for that customer that's looking on your site to make an appointment with an intention to buy. And there's actually 
three different outcomes that could happen when somebody goes to a website. They could be turned off and leave, or they could, number two, they can get enough information on that website to at least consider that company. But the third outcome is really the outcome that every wedding professional wants. They want a site that, that just blows the customer away, that is compelling, that radiates credibility and, and, and creativity and quest, sort of quenches that thirst that most wedding couples have for differentiation and, and create more and more customers that call or email with an intention to buy. I mean, you look at Google Analytics and you can some many, many websites have hundreds or thousands of website visitors each month, but yet they maybe they get 10, 15 emails or calls. So where does everybody else go? So the, you're never going to get a majority of the website visitors to contact you. But if, if you're getting one or 2% and you can get it up to four or 5%, that could be a key to the success story of your business. I think that's one thing that sometimes as you're working in your business, you kind of get blindsided by not being able to step back and see the bigger picture. Or when it comes to just incremental changes and making those small changes where we talked about, you know, from 1% to 4%, on paper does not sound like a lot, but when you're considering how much traffic you have or the rest of the analytics or the bigger picture, that can actually mean a whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times when there's a lot of different website options for wedding vendors, there are templates, do it, you know, do it yourself. There's many, many web designers out there, but when someone doesn't know your industry, they're relying on your vantage point to help guide them through the process. And sometimes that's limiting. So having you know, a resource that understands the industry and that could almost be like a marketing partner without, without sharing the revenue in formulating the website and also borrowing a lot of different ideas that have been worked for other businesses from different parts of the country it also it also is much less strenuous a lot of a lot of wedding vendors when they're involved say at this time of the year they're so busy with the day to day it's really hard for them to focus on thinking about, even thinking about making a change to better their business sometimes there could be a really good marketing opportunity right now but they they're just too overwhelmed to even seize that opportunity and they'll say well well I'll wait till November when I'm out of season and I'll think about all my marketing decisions for 2019. But if they had the right type of guidance where they can trust somebody that is really sort of stepping outside of the day-to-day -day of their business and could just weigh in on major decisions on their behalf and help them improve their website, come up with marketing ideas, take action on certain strategies that are new and fresh and powerful in the marketplace, rather than waiting till they psychologically have the bandwidth, it could, it, could, it could really be the difference between success and greater success. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about the expansion side of this uh, from the perspective of you know, when it might be a good time to do it, or as we're mentioning, you know, having someone else from an outside perspective look at your business, what are some of those metrics or some of those ways you can tell, okay, it's time for an upgrade or okay, it's time to expand or grow, but I need help doing it effectively. Well, going back to, uh, you could really easily uh, look at look at your your site statistics and 
you know, taking a look at how many people bounce, meaning they just go to the site and leave, or how much time they spend on the different pages. And if you see that the time is really short, uh, it shows that you're not really getting them if they're just staying on one page and not going to the next page. Uh, it really is very, very telling uh, that that it's that it's time to you know to change, time to make a change, time to look at how your site is talking to that to that end user, and are there more ways, more calls to action? Sometimes the website doesn't really tell the customer what to do. They just uh, it's 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 there. It's, sometimes it's just too assumptive. What is it that you want from that customer? Where do you want to take them? Uh, and all those questions that if could be answered. The lack of that happening could be answered by how poor the, the site is performing based on those statistics. But in but in general, as far as when to take action, if you have a, if you have a site that isn't isn't coming up on Google very well, uh, you know you do searches for the the different terms in your area like wedding photography Seattle, uh, and you and you want and you want to rank for that in all in all when it, when a when a couple is searching for those type of terms dealing with lo- with who you are and where and where you are located, and you and you find yourself not ranking whether it's on Google Maps, which is a, a profile that Google allows you to create that for only local businesses, and also the organic results of the first page of Google. That takes time. So even though even though the you know the you you might not be in a very busy time of the year for booking just like you want your wedding couples to book in advance for your for your wedding date you want to be you want to get your site prepared in advance to be able to get the most when the booking season takes place so a lot, and a lot of a lot of wedding vendors don't act in the times of the years when they should often because of cash flow i mean we're you know we're in a sort of in a a volatile type of business where the cash flow might be really good in these next couple of months, but at the same time, they're so busy with doing the weddings that they just don't, again, it's all a matter of mindset and, and the psycho- psychology behind it of saying, okay, you know, I, 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 if I want to really think about the best interest of my business, I have to decompartmentalize and allow a little bit of time to always think about the big picture and marketing my business. And again, if you have the right person working with you that really gets it and understands it, it makes it a whole lot easier than having to take on the burden yourself to hire somebody and then have to teach them what your, what your business is about. You know, the sad part about that, Brian, because all of what you've just said is so true. And every wedding professional out there wants the bride and groom or groom and groom or bride and bride, they want them to hire professionals. They're a professional photographer. Yet most people in the wedding industry don't seem to want to spend the money maybe or maybe don't see the value, which I can't understand, but for them to hire a professional person to help them with their marketing and and public relations. Because frankly, if you're not out there where they can find you, and like you said, no call to action on your site, or maybe they don't even understand the whole call to action thing when they're meeting one-on-one. It's it's a little bit loosey-goosey. But the sad part is, is that they're losing business by not allowing other people, other professionals to work with them to create 
a solid bond and a solid entity of this business going forward. It takes a village and when you can put that together and work with people like yourself or Jason does a lot with social media and tech things and and you know I do a lot with consulting on how to run a small business. It's just sad when people don't take advantage of that because they would be so much further ahead as they moved along um, in the course of their career. 100% right, and think about it. A, you know, many uh, entertainment companies, venues, photographers, videographers, florists are charging, I mean, you know, the, the net, the gross amount of money that they're collecting on one wedding could be, you know, $5,000, $10,000. And to, to invest the proceeds of one wedding in re vitalizing their whole 24/7 website platform and marketing that could that could lead to dozens and dozens of additional weddings seems like a no-brainer but yet the thought of writing the check for that amount of money for many wedding vendors just seems daunting uh, and it's in, in all types of marketing the right type of marketing approach it's all about investment it isn't a, it isn't a matter of, of trying to save money it's all about getting the, the most response for the money that you spent. So say you, you, you took some sort of listing on a, on a, on a website and you, and you got the basic listing that cost you the least amount of money and you got, say you, charged, you spent $500 and you got one response and you took, it, you, you took a more enhanced listing for $2,000 and you got 20 responses. The cost per response is so much more less, so much less money and if you if you booked five people from that from that two thousand dollar investment and you book zero from the five hundred, which is a better investment? And and with the and with the website, with that vast silent majority of people that are out there, I mean, working you know looking looking online to find to find solutions and ideas for their wedding, that you that you may never hear from because you're not visible. And then once they get to your website, you haven't optimized your website for the best possible experience to get them to stay and want them and then have them contact you. It's such a lost opportunity in, in capitalizing on what the amazing opportunities are now in this day and age of technology. You know, one thing I find interesting, Brian, is that when we talk about marketing and the expense of it, um, when I'm working with small businesses, I always tell them that their marketing budget needs to be a minimum of 10% of their annual gross revenue. And there's usually silence, you know, around the tables. And then they look at me and I remember a photographer said to me, well, I spent 120,000, I grossed $120,000 last year. And I said, so how much did you spend on marketing? Well, he'd spent less than 2%. And he hadn't seen any revenue growth in his business for three years. And so I encourage them all at that time to take a look at what they're spending because you've got to, as you said, you've got to invest and invest wisely to get the most return. And when you invest wisely and you increase your uh, contact rate and you increase your closing rate, then you're making more money. It's just simple mathematics. Absolutely. And also, it's it's really a challenge to know how to allocate your marketing dollars. There's so many different places that in a, in a local area, wedding wedding vendor could spend 
a little or a lot of money in a, in a lot of different places. So it's a matter of really analyzing that. And sometimes it isn't a matter of asking well, how, other peers, well, how did it work for you? Uh, it's, it's a matter of really analyzing, taking a look at, say, the, if you're going into a local directory on one of the platforms, well, who else is in that, on that platform? How many reviews did they have compared to yours? Because the, because the first visual differentiator on some of these wedding platforms that are review-oriented are the amount of reviews. If you're, if you're a new vendor on, on one of these platforms and you don't have a lot of reviews and you're starting on that platform where your competitors have a, have a lot more reviews, you're actually starting at a competitive disadvantage. So there's, there's, a, there's, there's different factors that you, have to, that you have to really think about in deciding you know, how, how invested you're going to be on a particular platform. Understanding how to measure or how to track or how to know which platforms that are being presented to you are going to be the best bang for your buck. You can try to try to dig deep and try to get some stats from them, as far as as far as uh, you know how to you know they're saying they're a directory. I mean, I, of course, the leading industry platforms, you can see the efforts that are being made. I mean, if say you do. A, a search for a local vendor in a particular area, typically some of the leading platforms are going to rank above, above local businesses. They'll, of course, they can't do that on Google Maps because Google Maps only allows local businesses to be, to be listed. And that's one of the advantages. If, if there's any wedding vendor who will be listening to this that, it, that doesn't have a Google Map profile, you should, easily, you should go and get one. And a lot of businesses think, well, I don't have a physical location, so I can't have a Google Maps profile. But that is not the case. You have to give Google your address. What, what, you know, getting back to what, and trying to figure out, well, what, what is the best decisions to make? One of the things that a lot of wedding vendors don't realize, if they really want to try something and understand the, you know, the, how it works for them, besides looking at the statistics on their website. Sometimes, sometimes you really don't know. It's sometimes it's just not accurate. But if you have if one of the one of the strategies I've suggested in the past is if you create landing pages specific for each platform. So, say somebody is coming from a perfect wedding guide platform, uh, they go to they go to a landing page and that that reflects that 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 well we know you came from perfect wedding guide as a perfect wedding guide. Uh, subscriber, we'd like to offer you a special offer as it, specifically for that platform. So that becomes a, a tracking device to really to really zero in much better on on the benefit of that particular platform. So that's one approach that you can have specific offers for each individual platform. Whether you list it on your profile, you have the landing page, have a phone number. That is that 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 call forwards to a to your parent number. There are ways to to try to to try to track that. It is it is really hard to know some of the secondary platforms that are out there that are, that are competing for vendor dollars. How effective they are because it won't be as obvious. You won't they're, they're not as visible. You don't see them everywhere you go. But it's but it but it's it's a but but it it may pay to have 
a media consultant really sit down with them and help guide them to help them budget accordingly, you know, what, what's the best investment of dollars and also not, you know, factoring in Facebook advertising and other types of things that are very, very highly targeted and effective. And may I mention that one of the least used, but one of the most effective strategies that's now on the market that's relatively new that the big boys like Amazon use is remarketing and, you know, having the opportunity to capture the actual visitors that come to the website through on Facebook, a Facebook pixel or Google AdWords, and then be able to deliver ads back to those people. Because sometimes it's better to reach 500 people five times than 2,500 people one time. So, and especially if it's timely, you, you, when somebody comes to your website, they can stay for two seconds and they, they may leave for no good reason. They may have just been distracted and they never come back. But once they, once with these type of tools, once they come back, once, once they visit your website, you could deliver ads, whether it's on their Facebook feed or in different parts of the web to bring them back to your website, especially, you know, pretty, pretty close to the time that they visited your site in the first place. And for, and for services that are a later rung on the planning ladder, someone might be doing research well in advance for the services just to get an idea of what things cost way before they would actually be ready to really consider booking it. And having, you know, being able to remarket to those people later on, that could also pay dividends as well. The name of the, name of the Instagram tool is, is WetFan. And essentially it works, even though, even though it's a software that we actually manage for each individual client, it has some really human elements to it. Well, first of all, it, 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 it creates followers that are very, very authentic because we strictly use the right type of hashtags and keywords that would define what a wedding couple would be you know, categorized, where they're located, the type of things that they're looking for. And also there are some, many wedding vendors also enjoy the opportunity to connect with other wedding vendors. So you could also create relationships with other wedding vendors using this tool as well and be, you know, be followed or follow different, different types of, of wedding vendors. Also, you can target even competitor followers, followers of your competitors. So it's, there's a lot of different nuances of this tool that works behind the scenes every day that you'd have to pay somebody a good amount of money on an hourly basis to do what this tool does automatically, but with very, very precise settings. The, you know, we don't, we don't send generic messages. It's done very, very intricately so that it really feels like a person is doing it. So it's, it's a pretty good value. It's a, it's, it's a good, it's a good tool. Uh, Instagram is something that a lot of millennials like to, it's becoming a really big tool in the wedding industry uh, for, for them. Uh, and you know, if you have 75 followers, right, or 150 followers, and you want to increase the amount of followers, authentic followers, that it, it just keeps building. The more followers you have, the more this tool will benefit you because it just creates that many more outlets. Brian, could you share the name of that tool? Again, I didn't catch it, and I want to be sure that we have it. It's called Wedfan. Spelled. W-E-D-F-A-N. 
F A N Wed Fan. Yeah, and it's right. It's right on. It's right. You know, I have a, a whole landing page on my website, BrianLawrence.com. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Sounds wonderful because, um, as you said, a lot of usage on Instagram. And there was just a little article the other day that how many uh, people under thirty are not using Facebook any longer. So you know, they're going to Instagram or Snapchat or some Pinterest, and and so I know that. Um, we have to have our advertising spread across the board, and I think everybody's pretty comfortable with Instagram, so uh, just having a tool like this could really be an important addition to their toolbox. I appreciate that uh, recommendation. Sure, sure, and, well, and also there was an announcement uh, recently that Instagram uh, ha now has an, in an integration with Eventbrite, so it could be used to, uh, to help uh, drive ticket sales, say, to a bridal show. Oh, really? Or, or, really or cool. a trunk show for a bridal shop or any other, any other event. You know, one, 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 you know, one idea that for the wedding planners that are listening and uh, them, you know, trying to build their personal brand is to perhaps try to think of themselves to, to you know, ways that they can posture themselves as an expert and, you know, try to think about, well, what do they know? What, they, what, what, are they, what do you really know a lot about? and come up with some sort of talk that you can offer, say, a bridal shop or some other type of wedding-related business to attract traffic into their, into their business, to, have, to listen to your talk. And at the same time, it, it helps elevate your brand and, and postures you in, as an educator. You know, where, you know, if somebody reads something or hears something that resonates with them, uh, that, that would make them want to hire you for, as their wedding planner, it's, it works. It's, it's, it's as powerful, even more powerful than the best ad. Well, one of the things that I, I, I love doing is starting off with a initial consultation where I could really look at their website, look at their marketing, uh, look for opportunities to expand on, on the reach that they're having, each, their social media platform. And one of the other areas that I love identifying for businesses, depending on what type of business they have, is how can they make more money on the same client? When, you, when, you, when you've already won the trust of a wedding couple and you have the opportunity to offer them more products and services, that is the, that is the cleanest type of revenue that you can possibly have from, this, from, from all of your marketing because there is no additional cost for client acquisition. You already have them. Plus, you already have their trust. You already have their attention. When you send them an email, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna read it because because you're their client. So I, I look for I have identified I, one of my strengths in this industry is because I worked on the wholesale end. I, I've really made it a art and a science to learn about so many different add-on profit centers that are across the board that either could be through affiliate programs, through purchasing. A sample of something and then reselling it or renting it. There's a, there's a company in South Carolina or North Carolina called Mini Wagons. They have this. It's they have this these wagons that are made of wood. For it's something that a that could wheel like a a, bri, a a flower girl down the aisle or a ring bearer. Really really cute. Also even a pet because there's more and more pets that are that are part of weddings. So this, this person is, is, is trying to, uh, to sell it to consumers all over the country. My idea to him was, why don't you sell it to wedding vendors and they could just rent it? 
because people are not going to typically invest a few hundred dollars to to rent something, I mean, to buy something one time, plus the cost of shipping. But if a wedding vendor had it, and and they and they were able to show it physically and then rent it for a hundred dollars, they could rent it over and over again, add additional revenue for them, have great eye candy for the wedding couple's photographs, have something on their website that attracts a lot of attention as having something different. So those are, that's just an example of the, the, I try to look for products that could help people's marketing at the same time, that if they have unique products and services that aren't offered every day, that, that could help attract attention. It's really, it's something that should be done mindfully. Uh, you know, for example, in the invitation arena, over the years, many, many bridal shops would, would sell invitations, but they wouldn't, the, the, the invitation sale takes a lot of one-to-one attention. And there is a lot of opportunity to, to make some, some invitations could cost a couple of thousand dollars. So it's really a mean, meaningful potential profit, but you have to be willing to work the sale. You have to give the add-ons the right amount of attention. You have to elegantly display them on your website. You just can't have a link to, uh, to say some third party site, you have to just, it's not just having the products and services, it's how you market it, how you present it to your clients, how you display it in your place of business. Well, some fabulous information here today, Brian. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. And uh, for our listeners, I know that there was such valuable stuff. And I think that um, if you're in the mood and uh, understand the value of really updating your your look of your website and maybe looking for new ways to generate some additional revenue streams uh, would certainly be wise to reach out to Brian and, and get one of his consultations because we don't know what we don't know. It's the same thing our clients feel. They don't know what they don't know, and that's our job to educate and take care of them. But for your business, you need someone who's the level above you to help you uh, learn what you need to do and help you take your business forward. I am uh, personally excited about it and excited again to see you at Wedding MBA in November. And um, I'm looking forward to that. Jason, anything from you on the wrap-up? Oh, great, Jason. Look forward to meeting you. And of course, Sheree, every year you know, that I'm there, it's a, it's a delight to spend time with you. And we've had so many good times.